time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, CJ Bowser, the lady arouser, and joining me as always is your Chad Daddy, Chadwick Chrisman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorons? And here to protect and serve Detective Bob. What's going on, guys? <laughs> Today is January 11th, 2021, and we got a doozy of an episode for you today. But you know what time it is? It's time for your slice of life. Johnny D, what did you do? Well, sir, uh, I went back to work, uh, so I, quote, enjoyed that. Uh, on the good news, I avoided some COVID bullshit, uh, potentially. Uh, co-worker came down. Well, his son's got it, blah, 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 blah. Luckily, he did not, so I was in the clear. Didn't have to go get tested today. Um, but, yeah, everybody wash your hands. Um <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you know, man, you've dealt with I this. Dude. I, like, I, I, ha- I had it. Thankfully, not as bad as our good buddy Scuba Steve. Yeah, was Scuba, he thankfully, is he's he's much better now. Though. Right, he's finally getting over that shit. Good. Um, no, nah, man, a game. T- uh, watch this long ass movie. When I say that in a good hey, way. Hey, this is a gift. This is yo. A gift. Listen, I watched it. When I say that, I, it's because I watched it like one and a half times. Yeah. So that's like a solid like five hours. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you, you what, for, it be, for this cut being like two and a half hours, it is paced extremely well. Oh, that's what, right. What, what was your full cut? I think mine was two hours and 42 minutes or something like that. So. Ours was two and a half. The one yeah. YouTube. From, yeah, I know. There's like four different ones on YouTube. And uh, hey, okay, get, ah, we got, I a, know. got a part for that. Well, you just brought it up yourself. <laughs> anyway. Keep going. Anyway. <laughs> no, I uh, played some, uh, downloaded some more shit on Game Pass, dude. Tried mm. that shit out. Uh, as well as played a little bit more of uh, Cold Fear. And God damn, is that fucking game hard, dude? I just can't. I'm so bad at the sw- the different um, shooting aspects of it. <laughs> just so bad, so bad. What's up, Brody? Uh, but like I said, I watched this movie probably about one and a half times nice. uh, because the first time I passed out and I was like, no, started right from scratch again. So, yeah. <laughs> But other than that, man, just enjoyed my week. And yeah, Chad, how you been, brother? I've been well, thank you. Um, not much new here. I played it low-key all weekend, did some rearranging in the bedroom, cleaned up a little bit. Oh, oh a- is that what they call it? A little bit of rearranging in the bedroom, Chad Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that like the meme, like when your kid wins that Call of Duty match at three in the morning and you hear your parents applauding you from the other side? <laughs> your parents clapping. <laughs> <laughs> rearranging. No, we, really did. we got rid of like a bunch of stuff. I got like four bags of freaking clothes for donations out of here. Nice. Yeah. Doesn't it Which feel good, actually- dude, when you just like clean house? It does. And I took this stuff down to the local Goodwill shop to donate it. I'm like, well, I better check and see if they're accepting donations first. So I walk in. I'm like, well, it says so. So I might as well walk in and, you know, take a look around first. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did because I found a whole box of about 20 Goosebumps books for my daughter for five bucks. Oh, oh, that's a happy hour right there. Nice. That's fucking, that's a pickup and a half. Absolutely. I, I grabbed it. I'm like, I better grab a cart. You know, every time I bring that up to Taryn, I'm like, so those Goosebump books, 
those are pretty cool, huh? She goes, yeah, but the Five Nights at Freddy's, dad, those are pretty cool, too. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> Different generation, dude. Like it's, Yeah, 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 that's exactly what it is. That's okay. Yeah, so she was she was pretty happy. But other than that, just been playing some Assassin's Creed Valhalla and, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of keeping it low-key. Uh, Bobby, how about you, brother? I also had a little bit of a low-key weekend. It was uh, the first weekend of the playoffs for football, of course. So I was watching that, and then I had a... Um... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's laughing about. The Steelers. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so happy. So happy. Oh, the Browns. I also smoked a considerable amount before this show, so apologize. <laughs> no apologize. <laughs> don't do that. Don't oh, apologize. I'm so happy they lost. Oh, fuck them. Um, other than that, I had a few cosplay pieces come in this weekend as well. So I'll yeah. get started on that stuff soon. And I wanted to do some nice new horror dvds um i'd tell you what they were but blu-rays bobby that too whatever i don't really care <laughs> you don't understand what i'm talking about yeah get the fuck out of here i really don't care get movies. You bought movies. i bought a few of them i can't tell you what they are because i kind of forgot so next <laughs> week have- when i get a few of them in i will let you, you know have- what you, can, you can track your order on amazon and it'll tell you what you bought i'm in a podcast right now i haven't looked at it in two days <laughs> so I forgot. it's okay we had discussions in the group <laughs> about yes. what Bobby wanted and what was available. So some the, of the things discussed, something was bought. <laughs> yes, well, more than something, but a lot was bought. I, I so. probably glossed over that. I probably missed it somewhere. Uh, so a anywhere. lot more will be bought in the next couple of weeks as well. So, but other than that, just been chilling, hanging out. The cosplay stuff will get started later this week at some point. That's really what I have going on at the moment. Boss man, TJ, while you're scratching your scalp over there, smiling like a so guys as i say every week podcast here podcast there podcast everywhere yesterday i did a podcast with the future folk the bluegrass band the actors they made a movie called the history of future folk it's great go watch it go rent it it's a fun time watch my episode yesterday as well with mick and the rest of that cast and crew i got a big fucking haul of movies this weekend about 30 movies 20 of them from arrow bunch from synapse and blue underground it is tasty i will make a separate video because i'm not going to take a whole 30 minute sidebar to talk about all these babies because <laughs> uh, that's what it'll take but if you guys can see in the background we got some upgrades to the motherfucking lighting that's why you can see me i look fucking cute a little bit cuter than normal look at the jallo lighting look at the shit dario argento He'd be proud. Uh, that sign says Pussy Palace for those of you who love it. Uh, yeah. I promise you that red light is a uh, photography light that's off out of screen. It's just not a random red light. That, so, Steve, that is not a ghost. So don't even get any ideas. Demon's eye, dude. What are you uh, talking about? There's got some <laughs> questions we need to know. Yeah, DJ Scratch's scalp means his hair's falling out. Fuck you, Brody. This shit's thick. I'm like, some people, I got a full head of hair, and this hairline is not receding anytime soon, baby. Mine so, <laughs> so let's It'll talk, spin out. Don't worry. Let's talk about this week's episode, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, if not the quintessential zombie film, and that is 1977's Dawn of the Dead by George A. Fucking Ramiro, written by George A. Fucking Ramiro. That's exactly how you say his name. Produced by Richard Rubenstein and Dario Argento. Hey, there we go. So, starring David Emge. Is that how you say it? 
Yes. Sure, MG, MG. MG yeah, as Stephen Andrews, a.k.a. Flyboy, Ken Forey as Peter Washington, Scott Reiner as Roger Trooper DeMarco, Galen Ross as Francine Fran Parker, David Crawford as Dr. James Foster, David Early as Mr. Sidney Berman, Richard France as Ms. Dr. Millard Rausch, Howard Smith as TV commentator, Daniel Dietrich as Mr. Dan Givens. Music by Goblin Dario Argento. In the credits, it says Goblins with yes, Dario, the goblins. Dario's Argento. It says, <laughs> I just noticed it said the goblins instead yeah. of goblin cinematography by Michael Cornick, uh, edited by George A. Romero, distributed by United Film Division Company. Wow. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, released April 19th, 1970. Is it 79? I thought it was 77. No, it was, it was released 78. 78 overseas. It didn't get released here until 79. Oh, it actually it released in Italy and uh, Europe way before it came out here. Okay, so my 77 is kind of right. Kind of. The more you know. Okay, so so similar to Ghoulies, flipping over to Ghoulies Unflushed, they had a they had an episode where they argued about the the date as well. So. Depending on the fucking release, Italy, uh, America. Uh, a, th- a thing about Ghoulies, I actually remember going to see that in the theater when I was a kid with my dad. What was the year? I want to say 85. Mm-hmm. I was born that year. The plot thickens. Okay. <laughs> that, that feels right. It feels like 85. Why, so, what, was the, what did they say about it? They were going back, I think, about 84. And then uh, the UK dates, uh, they have like they were able to go back and look and see when like it, it was like registered and their by their country and stuff. And then when it was actually released and then promotional material, there's a lot of conflicting dates. So gotcha. it made them. Yeah. So runtime, which kind of aids to the whole release date uh, is 126 minutes, 156 minutes. There's three versions of this film that I'm going to clear up now. That was a conversation that Chad and I had. So there's three versions, theatrical, Argento and cans theatrical would be the normal American version, American soundtrack, all the sound stuff. And that is Romero's preferred cut too, by the way. And that is the shortest version. No, 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 no. Argento. That's right. Argento is quickly paced has the goblin soundtrack. It's a completely different feeling film than the one, even than the one we saw. Yeah. It cuts Uh, out all the, it cuts out all the comedy. Yeah, it's oh. more it's more serious. There's yeah, it's it's, it's a different animal. And then like the one I saw first, the one we watched, most of us watched is the cans cut, which would be the longest one. All the footage thrown in, like if if it was put out at some point, they did the that's best. Not, story. That's no? not. There is slightly different footage in the Argento cut, and there is one. And I put this in my notes, and I'll go over it more in detail. But there is one one combined cut that somebody made. They call it the extended mall hours cut, and it's I want to say so two hours and fifty five minutes long. It has Jesus. more cut in stuff than this. Yes. See, that would detract viewers. We'll we'll admit, mention that now. The version we watched is on YouTube right now, but if it will detract viewers because, like we said, it has a lot of restored footage put in which kind of cuts randomly. So the editing's spotty. Yeah, and, the, the quality yeah. drops when you when, because of, uh, like we were saying, the uh, the remastering source. Good. But I got to say, aside from that, aside from the slight dips in quality, this is a mint movie. It oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. It was wonderful to watch it. It's always is with this movie. Budget mm-hmm. of 1.5 million, gross 66 million. 
Oh, by the way, nice. that also in my uh, notes, I wrote, I have written down, uh, that is an inflated budget. That is what they told overseas investors it costs to make when in reality it costs just a little over 500,000. No shit. Mm-hmm. Damn. Talk about lying through your teeth. How much? I wonder how much of that was just to rent out the mall and like pay whatever like bullshit they had to do for insurance wise. I'm, willing to I'm not sure, but the extras, and this is also my notes, were paid $1. Yeah, I've heard Worth that. It. I paid them $1 and a Dawn of the Dead t shirt. Worth it. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely worth, worth it. it. So you can get, go paint it up, just walk around on camera, potentially get it in the movie, get a sweet t shirt. I could give a shit about the donut or the dollar. Just give me the t-shirt and the time. <laughs> I would have kept the dollar and framed that bitch. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have had Romero sign. Like, oh, and speaking of, the money they used in this movie was its actual real money. Oh, in the bank scenes? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. Hey, I have uh, a UK trailer for this. So you guys mm. just give me a little bit. I'll be able to pop it up on screen here. Yeah, there's lots of cool little tidbits. Did you notice, uh, also, this is also a minute, did you notice a uh, cameo by a Day of the Dead actor in the movie? Yes. I've only seen Day like once. But I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. And he just recently passed away, I think a week or two ago. Yes, he yes he did. Oh my god. Bang and you're dead. That guy? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was the he was the cop when they were escaping at the beginning. Oh, okay. At, at the, and there's there's actual rumors that's the same character, but that's never been confirmed. I could see that though. Yeah, because he like he he was smoking a cigar the same way. He acted the same. Chad, oh, Daddy, yo, roll that beautiful bean footage. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Zombie. <laughs> this situation must be controlled before it's too late. Meet me on the roof at nine o'clock. Get now. They are multiplying <laughs> too rapidly. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. Let's just watch the whole movie right now. They get up and kill. As much as this movie is awesome, the this, this trailer looks like ass. Get up and kill. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Like, let's just watch the movie. Really the most frightening yeah, things on Earth are about to come out of the darkness. I you fucking see it. It's like watching an old bootleg from the 90s. George Romero right? brings quality. That's the fun, Chad. I know. <laughs> Somebody used the VHS, the VHS recorder. Oh man, I really miss tracking down and finding like VHS copies of movies at Comic Con. They're always now fun to find. Find them all. Find them all. This is like a completely different fucking movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want that fucking they gun. This would be the UK trip. Like, eat them. UK trailer trailer really kind of tries to leave it up, doesn't it? Yep. Yes, it does. Except the fact that there's no escaping the terrifying consequences. George Romero brings you face to face with the dawn of the dead. Zombies. Zombies. Certificate X. 
<laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a great trailer. That was that I was like horrible. how it's, I loved it. it presents you Dawn of the Dead, and then at the end is zombies certificate. Right. Uh, so which one we got here? <laughs> so guys, sequel oh. to Night of the Living Dead. It's some time after the dead have started to rise and attack the shock. Living and civilization has started to crumble in the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. TV stations, station worker Stephen Francine decides to run as situation worsens. And after meeting Roger and Peter, two special policemen ordered to move any police into rescue situations. What is this fucking description? This is stupid. <laughs> what is this? Chad? What? I'll hold you directly. It was, it was on IMDb, man. Two special policemen ordered, two fucking a special agents ordered to move any people into rescue stations who have chosen to run, steal the police helicopter and fly west and attempt to save place. After several attempts during their flight across Pennsylvania, what the fuck? They find a deserted mega mall in Monroeville outside Pittsburgh and decided to wait there until the crisis is over. They clear the mall of the undead and board the entrances up with tractor trailers and sit down and wait. Can they hold out? Not only against the growing, moaning, and hungry masses of the undead outside, against the murderous looters, but most importantly of all, can they hold out and not lose their sanity? Dun, dun, dun. No. <laughs> so, I didn't think they started in Pennsylvania, but I guess they maybe just didn't fly that far. Well, I also think it's because uh, Night of the Living Dead took place in Pennsylvania, too. Well, they were talking about Allegheny, so I mean, you're talking right at the edge of the border of New York there in Pennsylvania, but then you're like, so were they North Pennsylvania and then heading south? No, no they were in but Philadelphia they're... and they were heading west. Uh, the, the Allegheny they're talking about is the Allegheny River slash Allegheny County. Don't they say we're, go, we're we're flying over Harrisburg now? Yeah, didn't they? yeah. So okay. they, they were going. Yeah, they mentioned Harrisburg, Johnstown. Yeah. See, I hear Allegheny. I was thinking like bottom of New York. I was like, wait, well, see, fuck old, there. Old George was was concerned about your worries about logistics, and he had you covered. He did. He did. Of course, he, he did because he was ahead of it. Well, dude, he could see anything with those glasses. Shout out, shout out to the Indie Brigade podcast and our friend George C. Romero, son of the late George A. Romero. What's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah. So, let's discuss. Oh, Brody's got a video. Play it. Let's discuss with Brody. Howdy, howdy, you know, can't talk my about fellow it. people. It is your DKB here, back for another episode of Gore and More. And this week, I'm going to give you my two cents on George A. Ramiro's Dawn of the Dead. Now, I watched the extremely long version of this film. I don't recommend it at all. I felt it was far too long, in a sense. But I will give you the positives about this film that I really, really like. Now, I like the fact that Obviously, it's a sequel to the very first film, but it really ups the ante. Like, it took the zombie genre to a whole new level at this time. I mean, like, it, the film is original, it's entertaining, the body count is a lot higher. You know, you've got Savini's work, which, which was ahead of its time at that era. Um, but, it, like, not to mention the acting is great as well. You know, you got great acting by Ken Foray. That, um, but it's definitely one of those uh, rare it's definitely one of those rare sequels that's better than the first film. And uh, that's probably what I like about Hot it. Hot Now, oh, and the other fact is I love the fact that no one's safe in these films, you know? Nope. You know, especially if you love that character development um, and you have that special bond with them, you know, 
kids and all, no chances are taken here, you know. It's a fucking dog-eat-dog world, um, so it's pretty grim. Um, I'm just going to point out my favourite scene, and that would be the – how can I put it? Favourite scene, well, the piss-drinking honky-tonks shooting up a shitstorm of zombie rednecks just roaming around in the field for fun. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I feel that Ramiro captures a um, – disturbing realism, you know, of what it feels like, well, what felt like to be a documented scene in a sense. Uh, But with that comedic element sprinkled on top just to season the scene. So, you know, I I think he does that really well in these uh, zombie films. Um, But in all honesty, the other thing is, being a British redneck to some people, as you would call me, um, I would definitely do that. I, I ain't even going to lie. I, I would just do it for fun. You know? British so I really like that scene, and it's a bit of a homage to the ending of the first film, I find. So yeah. in saying that, this week I'm going to give it a Gormore score of a 4.1, you know. So this is your DKB signing out. Um, I hope you have a great day, a great week. Until next week, I shall catch y'all later. Peace out. Thank you, Brody. Oh, I never get tired of hearing British redneck. No, no. It, it fits him perfectly. <laughs> if the shoe fits. Apparently yeah. it does. <laughs> I, I just i do want to say i disagree with brody completely about the runtime i thought it was uh i thought it was a very well paced two and a half hour movie which i already it said it's actually been a while since i watched this i had forgotten how long it was mm-hmm. even the theatrical i'm like i forgot how long this was too and then i watched that one i'm like jesus fucking christ okay <laughs> they don't make them like they used to bob I would definitely be interested in watching the other two versions just to see, like, how I feel There's about no that. no way the three-hour version is watchable because that footage has to be so poopy. Well, I'm just saying, like, I would like to see the shorter version. Like, oh yeah, yeah I, what's the the one with all the, I was say, what's the one with all the funny stuff taken out? Is that the Argento? The Argento. Yeah. Okay, see, I want to see that one. Well, like well, see that well Johnny, that kind of segues into a little bit of Blu-ray news. So let's Ooh. talk about that. So apparently. Those guys who did the uh, Dawn of the Dead box set earlier this year, the one that 4K one that included said Argento cut, is doing a non-limited version that will be having a lot more copies available and a lot less expensive. So if you don't have $80 to $100 to justify a three-disc set of one movie, well, another chance is coming around the corner. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, is it Second Sight Films, Chad? Uh, I don't remember. I, I I looked at the link, but I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, Second Sight, Dawn of the Dead. I Googled it, and it popped up. Second Sight Films. Yeah, they will be offering a non-limited version, 4K and Blu-ray version of this film. So, but isn't that for the UK only? No, they'll, they'll have the also 4K discs are region free, and uh, I believe that they will have American releases. But again, nothing has been officially announced, but they did announce a non-limited version of that release. So That will be on the list. There you go. So, and that, which also brings up another question, are they going to individually release these cuts as, diff- as individual cut things? Uh, you know, are you going to be able to watch the, oh. uh, the Argento cut, the American cut, or the Cannes cut? 
if they're smart, they put all three if they're on smart, there I would. Keep. If they're smart, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you just want one cut, that's. I'd say what you do is you take one of those thick arrow boxes and you take one of those inserts that so you can have three discs, and then you smack it in there and you have one of those extra thick ones that's solid. Yeah. That could work. I don't see why not. I love the way you describe that, by the way. Extra thick, yeah. Yeah, it it just sells me, honestly. It's like an extra thick Sicilian. That's right. Thick. (laughs) Thick is always so uh, chatty yeah uh we we really haven't discussed this film ourselves much we just uh uh, what did you guys think you know how many times have you seen this uh because this is probably at least i'd say this is probably at least the fourth or fifth time i've seen it uh this would be my second full time seeing it and i don't remember the cut i saw beforehand but i feel like it wasn't this one i've seen the theatrical cut of this film Eight times or more. This would be my fourth or fifth viewing of the Cans cut, and I've watched the Argento cut once. Ah. And Cans would be your favorite, you would say? By far. Gotcha. I've literally lost count, but first time watching the Cans cut today was that time. But yeah, other than that, I've lost count of the theatrical cut. Is that the one that you own on uh, DVD, I'm guessing? Yeah, I watched that one too. Right. The music just hits so hard in this version. Oh my god! Ah, that scene when they're driving around in the trucks. Ah, yeah. Also, there's a there's a song called Safari. Where's that? Where does that take place in the film? It's like a. Is that is that the gun store? It might be. That's the gun store when they're doing the lock and load scene. Yep. Okay. 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 I have the, I, well, I, I'm fortunate to own the discography of Goblin. Uh, they do a lot of Argento films. I again, once to reiterate myself, I love Dario Argento <laughs> and all of his films. So of course, I own most of his fucking soundtracks, which Goblin made. And of course, Dario Argento had his greasy Italian paws in this film. So we got Goblins with Dario's Argentos. Yes, Dario's Argentos. <laughs> Sounds like it's like a cereal or something like that. Uh, it's a cheese. Sar- Sar- Argentos. Oh, Sar- cheese. Sargentos okay. is a cheese. Uh-huh. <laughs> is it a stinky cheese? They're, no, they're no. grilled cheese people. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. They're not a stinky cheese. They're grilled cheese people. Hey, hey, Brody, you're trying to rile me up right now, and I'm not going to fall for it, you redneck. <laughs> I don't know. I think if he keeps going, he could make it happen if he wants. Oh, I know. He got more of a rise out of you mentioning your hair. Yeah, it's true. As long as you guys don't start noticing the plugs, we're good. Uh, is that that one in the front? Oh, uh, fuck yourself, Bob. So <laughs> did twice. <laughs> so well, head on over to the OnlyFans if you want to see Bob actually fuck ooh. himself. Uh, <laughs> cosplay sixty nine. Three dollars a month. Video. <laughs> yes. oh, I love it. Love it. So I will say yes. Uh, if, if we're still on discussing, uh, you right might hate me for this, but I was a little later into the zombie stuff. Like I was always more into slasher growing up. So zombies was like, uh, Chad and I have a predisposition to this film. So yes, you do. Yeah. I understand. Uh, and I, if I was in your area, I probably would as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually saw the Snyder version first, <laughs> which made, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sorry. I felt it coming back up. <laughs> but I will say that 
that version made me seek out to watch to watch the original. So that's where I interpret. It has its place. It has its place. It does. In the yes, sense of realistic like viruses, it. that movie's fucking scary. It has right. really fun scenes. And if you're down with the sickness, it's perfect for you. Listen, but if you got a tiny little <laughs> six-year-old blonde that creeps around in your hallways, yeah. And Chad does too. Uh yeah, dude. I, it just, you know. Yeah. yeah. I will say Taryn enjoyed this. <laughs> she's watched both and she she's much more of a this yeah so my the only the only part uh, the only thing about this that i did not like mm-hmm. was the zombies themselves like i didn't like the makeup and savini uh regrets the color that he used in the film and i also didn't like how they walked with their arms up like, like they're frankenstein yeah they, Rigor- they did uh, have that okay <laughs> okay i i have a theory i have yeah. a theory so even though the of the live the of the well the of the dead timeline is mm-hmm. all fucked up mm-hmm. and it's, and it's beyond your comprehension. And I'm not going to talk about it on this episode. Uh, after night, there is the day. So at this point, zombies in theory, okay. The, the rigor mortis is starting to set in the more fresher the zombie, the stiffer they're going to be. So the, the, the Frankenstein thing, is kind of like their body acclimating to the disease. No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't the the way they walked stiff legged. It was the way the way they had their arms out, like like Frankenstein walks. I just feel like that. That's how he. I, I want to guess that that's how Romero saw the zombies' progression well, at this point. I I would only say the only thing I could see that is because they are instinctively going after food. That's just they're them trying to grab it before they're even there. See, and that's something I heard the okay. other day that that these are zombies aren't necessarily going for brains they're they're just extremely no, 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 no. no romero's zombies never went for just brains yeah no. brains no, they're just they were they're told just that you animalistically hungry to the point where they'll eat anything and right. that's and that's what this virus is or yeah they whatever if anything the only thing they ever mentioned for brains was you had to shoot them in it yep correct yeah. never said to eat them yeah that not came until we got uh, john russo's spinoff uh return of the living dead did that start to come into play yes, yes. to that's where we where got talking all... smart zombies mm-hmm. send more aromatics See, and i remember the first time watching that series dude it was kind of like almost put off by it and then i was just like well let's give it another shot and i did like it a lot better i, I like romero's that, versions like yeah that is something that chad and i had a discussion uh the coloring on this cut compared to the argento cut I think ah. the Argento cut has slightly different coloring. And then to go even another step further, I think the cans cut has different coloring than the American theatrical cut. Yes, it does. It has, okay. I mean, it's not huge. Okay. But you- Example opening scene at the police, st- at the TV station. One of my favorite scenes in the film, but uh, the lighting on her is so jello. Like Ray, you mean like when she's against that fuzzy carpeted wall? Like as soon yes. as no, yeah, oh yeah, she is basking in that fucking red and blue light. <laughs> Which I'd like to know that front, that whole just beginning scene of those two dudes discussing this topic. You could have gave me a whole movie of that. Well, dude. The whole sat there and that fast would have, yeah. neon. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. The like I just love that. neon and retro nostalgia goodies. I, I just oh, love yeah. that whole how the interview just progressively gets worse and worse. Yes, mm-hmm. like it was just. I, I I was just sitting there. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I could just watch this dude get pissed off more and more. And more. <laughs> it was like he was pissed off and he was calm. And then he got progressively worse as he That's went because they're, It's because the, the, 
the film thing. Yeah, they're like people throwing papers at him and shit <laughs> like that. Like he's got get that fucking idiot off the air. Like, and we got a cameo from George at the beginning there. Yep, I think that's I'm him sad because that's him his wife. I was looking for the uh, the eye patch, but I could not find one. I thought I had one somewhere. I was gonna come in as that, that guy. Would have fit perfect because you got the beard, right? Yeah. I got the beard, just the glasses, the sweet eye patch. I got the nice suit upstairs, so just gonna find the eye patch. Damn. But if if we're still on discussing this movie, man, okay, it's, it's a great a movie. Little, let's talk about right. social commentary and the fact that this is the late seventies and George Romero is has a once again has a black lead in a horror film and then has that black lead talk about giving a white woman an abortion. You want to talk about at the time and how like taboo this shit would have been? You know what? Oh, it's funny you yeah. even mentioned that because I did that didn't even like come across as me as anything in the right now. Right. You know and I mean? think it adds to the, horror no, you're movie, right. the horror movie aspect of it. Uh, I think that they, they, he tries to put taboo things in his films, especially for the time frame. I think if you go back and look at Night of the Living Dead, even having been in have such a big part in that film was so was so such re- so revolutionary for the time, pushing that boundary even further. And of course, supporting these extremely strong uh, black male characters are these even stronger female, uh, almost traumatized characters that yeah. survive all of his films, but are just fuck. These stories are great. Uh- <laughs> so, would you say even going as pushing as the fact that it was uh, Ken Forhey and uh, what's her name essentially survived, and she's pregnant, so. You think it's like okay, that's the new like family taking off or whatever? Because clearly he's going to take care yeah. of you, you know. You oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that was a dead giveaway as well. And this, but by, by the way, uh, what other uh, what other movie have we seen Galen Ross in during our uh, show? Madman. There you go. Was it? Yep. yep. She's the she's the female lead in that one too. Yep. You think I would have recognized her with her crazy bug eyes? Yeah, she, it, it, when oh, you put her, yeah, when John. you put her in the mall and then put her in a camp, you can't tell her apart. It's just, it's like you, you put her in different places. It's just two different. Eyes. You have to imagine those eyes looking up at you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be like a fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Fair. I don't, I don't think so. She didn't get naked in that film, did she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she came close. Oh, oh no! Oh, the hot tub. How did you not remember that, John? Exactly. Because I was looking at titties, not faces. Well, she's <laughs> in this one too. I know. Terrible. Which was a really hey. Funny, that, I just laughed at that pullout shot. By the way, for the seventies, yeah. that type of shot is very, very common, especially for yes, female, for, for nudity shots. Yeah. That, well, is, no, no, no. that is so. I'm just saying the, the the shot of them just both looking super depressed. Oh yeah. Well, and I was just like, are. wow, was that really bad sex, or is that was just like sex and the endorphins still didn't just hit? Like, I, I, I feel like they're, they're both just depressed and they fuck, thinking that it would make them feel better, and they're, and just they're like, still like, just like, like shit. Well, remember this? Right. This happened like right after she, she told him she wouldn't marry him too. So yeah, fair enough. True, but they still banged. So she I, like, or yeah. I did not get it up because of the. Who was the pirate on the TV show? Yeah, but dude, he's at a mall. You think with a there's a pharmacy somewhere in there that would be that 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 poor guy looked like that's true. Seventy eight. I don't know if Viagra was. He looked dejected. Oh, (laughs) he's still got for that guy. He's still getting some. She probably at the very least got a mustache ride. Ooh. 
Okay, so Chatty. All right. Oh, hold on. Let me pull my behind the scenes up. Uh, Tom Savini chose the gray color for the zombie's skin since Night of the Living Dead was in black and white and the zombie skin tone was not depicted. He later said it was a mistake because many of them ended up looking quite blue on film. True. Yeah, look up blue green too at points. But it actually, you know, that would be more corpse like, I guess. Yeah, all the, I kind of all the colors getting sucked out of your skin. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. Like, right, you're losing your pigment. Yeah. yeah. The two so, zombie children who attack Peter in the airport chart house are played by Donna Savini and Mike Savini, the real life niece and nephew of Tom Savini. This boy, don't hold back. He shot them kids up. <laughs> These are the only zombies in all of the dead films to spontaneously run and never do the trademark zombie shuffle. Oh, I never thought about that. Yep, me neither. Huh. They don't do the shuffle? Oh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and skip ahead to because this is also later on in my notes, but uh, when they were filming the scene, Ken Foray did not know that he was going to be attacked by zombie kill- zombie children, so his, his reaction, reaction was real. Yep, yep. Nice. I think that's, that's mentioned in like the... The, the the documentary about this movie. The uh, Document of the Dead? Yes. Which literally starts playing on YouTube right after the... Yeah, it does. I was going to watch it. like, eh, it's two hours I start I started watching it. I was like, no. Shout out to our glorious sponsor of Masks by Lance. Premium mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Hockey Masks available on Facebook and Instagram at Masks by Lance. And What's coming up, soon to ProjectLouder.net at ProjectLouder.net slash Masks by Lance. And he's having another rigged drawing, I see. Yes, he is. <laughs> I will be joining that. <laughs> uh, Corey Kaufman, which one are you going to pick when you win? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, boys just, coming in. That's why Lance is just stimulating the, the Project Louder because then Corey then, then spends that on more Marcio stuff. So, <laughs> sells that mask and then spends it on more Marcio stuff. So it's just a fucking vicious cycle. Yeah, right. It's a good thing. I'm looking for the sweepstakes now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Dario Argento was an admirer of Romero's work and vice versa. When Argento heard that Romero was contemplating a sequel to Night of the Living Dead, he insisted that Romero come out to his Argento's native Rome to write the script without distractions. Romero knocked out the script in about three weeks. And though Argento read the script as it came out, he left all the writing to Romero. Uh, Argento also provided most of the film's soundtrack and, in return for the rights to edit the European version of the film, assisted in raising the necessary funds. Yep. And how he got the producer uh, credit. Uh, I literally said, uh, chat, I literally was talking to Chad, and I think the, word, the way I put it was Argento gave him a bunch of money so he could release the film his way. <laughs> nice. Makes perfect sense, too. Yep. The scene between Roger and Peter in the trucks when they are kidding each other about their height. Uh, was actually improvised by the two actors. So that is this oh, a, the BP trucks? Yeah, okay. So did Fulci's movie come out first? No, that came out in eighty one, I believe. So that's considered Zombie Two. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was um, marketed as Zombie Two overseas. Uh, it's called Zombie Here. Yes, and, uh, we, have, we have to discuss it because we brought it up on previous episodes. And in the UK, it's called Zombie Flesh Eaters. Yes. Yes. Ooh. I like that title better. Yeah, as I say, that sounds pretty sweet. That's that 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 drew me in faster than zombie, uh, zombie flesh eaters is also used uh, for a lot of other things. Uh, I think even some Texas Chainsaw Massacre films, uh, which are crazy. So it's strange. fucking insane the way Italians name things. And I, I cannot wait to watch that movie. I I freaking love that movie. I don't think I've seen that one. Which movie? Zombie Two. Oh, Zombie Two. Yeah, I have not. Yeah, that's one of my picks not. for this year. 
4K scan, Blue Underground. Nice. Yeah. They do some quality work. Uh, especially did a lot of uh, really good Fulci films. I think they also have uh, City of the Living Dead. I can't wait for that episode because I'm going to show a, scre- uh, a kill on screen just for one of our listeners. And it's going to be delicious. I know exactly what you yep, talk about. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to release. I don't want to reveal too much. No, I'm not saying off. shit. Okay. Uh, uh, filming. Oh, here we go. Extras in the film were reportedly given one dollar cash, a donut, and a Dawn of the Dead T-shirt. Like we said, filming at the Monroeville Mall took place during the winter of '77 to '78, with a three-week reprieve during the Christmas shopping season. Now, the reason they took a uh, a break for the Christmas shopping season. It would have taken way too long and way yep. too much money to take the, to take the decorations down and put them back up every day. Cause they had to clean up as well. So yeah. Um, the, the, the filming at the mall began around 10 PM shortly after the mall closed and finished at 6 AM. The mall didn't open until 10 30, but at six, the music came on and no one knew how to turn it off. Uh, there are a few bars in the area and Savinia members making up zombies who would then go to the bar and drink. Everyone agreed this probably helped the performances. <laughs> Savini does say the drunk zombies caused damage, particularly a couple who stole a golf cart and crashed inside the mall. <laughs> the mall sense awesome. The interiors have almost 100% changed with the exception of the loading dock and the escape hallway. And I think the, uh, the little wooden path over the koi pond is still there. It is was it last there? It's been a couple of years. Yes. Nice. I, I I have to I haven't looked at the koi pond. <laughs> As you're, but the Living Dead Museum is back at the Monroeville Mall Museum. So, but the museum itself, the part of the museum, isn't open. Not yet. No. Mm. no. Thanks, COVID. Fuck you. Yeah, that's been closed ever since COVID started. I've been Man. through the I've been through the museum several times, and it's so fucking cool. Yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah, they have all sorts of really neat displays of... Uh, uh, when the world the comes back, we'll have a Gurren Tour episode with the boys. Yes. Yes, please. Awesome. We, can just make the, we can make the loop. The Evan City loop. The crazies. Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Um, go to the, the uh, cemetery. And that should be the, the same time that we'll be uh, plan a, a visit to the uh, Day of the Dead bunker and get a scheduled tour. Oh, yes. Yeah, that'd be rad. I am looking forward to reviewing that movie because it is so under, under underappreciated. If you guys go over to the Big Bad Beetleborgs, their Halloween episode, I get shitty drunk, take off my shirt, and we review that movie. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> All right. Okay, continuing on. The MPAA threatened to impose the X rating if Romero didn't make cuts. Romero did not want to cut the film, was adamant against an X rating due to the stigma of hardcore pornography. In the end, Romero was able to persuade his distributors to release the film with no rating, although on all advertising and trailers, there was a disclaimer that read, while there was no explicit sex in the film, the movie was of such a violent nature that no one under 17 would be admitted. Yeah, I was going to say, abortion, they talk about abortions, they beheadings. Fucking crazy fucking deaths. Absurd fucking galore. Shooting children. Yeah. Again, this movie is like balls to the wall. It's great. Oh, it really is. Uh, The outdoor scene where hunters, emergency crew, and soldiers are shooting at zombies was done through local volunteers. For you, Brody. Several local hunters arrived on scene with their own weapons. The local National Guard division showed up in full gear. And local emergency crew were present all voluntarily. That's awesome. That's pretty cool that it's voluntarily. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll do that. Absolutely. 
I would different have volunteered for that time, team. Too. I would have been out there too, so I was like, oh, yeah. But you also have to understand like the cultural impact and also the impact that George left in this area because of that film. There's so many fucking people that are just like, this is awesome. This is like the this is the fucking land of zombies. This is the quintessential area because this is he chose this and this has meaning and this is special. It's cool. There's like a subculture and it's because of this film and it's so fucking rad. It's all centered around the fucking. And there's rad. really cool zombie shirts that you can get at the Living Dead Museum that say like "Zombie Capital of the World." Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody saw, man, you guys get uh, that. Is that Gary make a porno? Yeah, somebody's wearing a uh, Pittsburgh uh, Monroeville Zombies hockey jersey. They made those, and you can uh, you come okay. there. Also, I want to I wanted to give you guys some insight. So when there there's a scene where they're uh, driving the trucks down, and then across the parking lot, and you see a row, and you see like a strip mall, a park mm-hmm. back from a mall. Now mm-hmm. that's a guitar center. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Now it's a guitar center in a uh, like a Mario Kart in real life type place. So it's like a small indoor. <laughs> Carding place that you could t- that they have it's timed and shit. There Why also used to be a Kmart over there. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby. Yeah, Bobby's like you go to Guitar Center then do Mario Kart. Go Kart place. You got dog. <laughs> oh man, you had laser tag to that. That's a day. And then if you go across, so if, if, if so if you're at the Guitar Center and then you look across that parking lot, there would be the movie theater. In the back, and then we're also looking at the loading dock, which we have seen many times in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, even to the point where we see it in the remake, the loading dock is a focal is an actual point that they make to, yeah. to visit in the remake. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of the, the a lot of this is just you could go there today and be like, "Holy fuck! Look at this!" Again, Chad and I had a discussion about the roof this morning because neither of us has seen the roof. And I say that's the only part we really – that and the uh, the opening scene with the building, we have no fucking yeah, we clue. Cannot, I cannot figure out where that tenement <laughs> was. Wait, was that? Say that again? The tenement where they are the, – the opening scene, the raid. I can, we can't find oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, it's, it's, it's filmed somewhere else, and we have no information on it, and there's nobody that's really like – there's no like building that's like tenant building from Dawn of the Dead. This this is what this is like during the tour. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's long since been demolished, and that's why. Yeah, it, it could have been somewhere downtown Pittsburgh or on the outskirts yeah. somewhere. Maybe who knows? It had asbestos, so it had to go. Yep. Okay, continuing on. Galen Ross refused <laughs> to scream during the film. She felt that Fran was a strong female character. If she screamed, the strength would be lost. She told this to George Romero once. When he told her to scream, he never asked her again after that. Nice. Fucking right. I think it's so much better if she's like, and, and, like and she's really good with body language and portraying her emotions. Through. <laughs> Similar to uh, the girl who played Barbara in the fr- in night. And uh, the girl in the remake, too. She was the same. Yes. Yeah. They didn't have to say much. She's they a smoke show. Oh, my God. The girl what in the remake? Yeah. 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 I like the redhead better, though. Mmm. Wait, is that the one that lets her dog out and then she like it's all it's all yeah. Yeah. I wanted her to die so bad in that scene, dude. Like, no, fuck you and fuck your dog. <laughs> but the dog. I, mean, she I will give you that, yes. Yes, you should. Anyways, let's go back right. to 70. Uh, Tom Savini used the same dummy throughout the course of filming during the time <laughs> blown up, burnt, shot, and beaten, among other things. By the time he was 
practically falling apart. I like how you say among other things. Right. <laughs> well, you definitely clearly see it in that nice uh, when he hits it with the truck as he's doing the uh, swing around. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was hoping a little bit more uh, blood spill from that, but then at the same time, if you got dead bodies, they're a little you know coagulated in there and everything. You also yeah, can see whenever they are knocking zombies and stuff over or shooting them. A lot of times they're just falling. Like, yeah. I'm like we're not cleaning this shit up. Nope. <laughs> not only that, that blood was really bright red. <laughs> and this is before the uh, the blood revolution of the early eighties. So well, there's there's a reason the blood's that color. Color. I'll get into it later. But it, uh, in short, it's because George Romero and the comedy adds to this too. He wanted it to feel like a comic book. Okay. Oh okay. no. Okay. Totally but, understand but, that. Yeah, he wanted the color to be way over the top, dark red. Again, can't say anything. The guy made Creep Show. Yes, he did. Which we'll also be reviewing. <laughs> great movie. Fluffy okay, several, seven, members, baby. <laughs> several <laughs> members of the marauding band of bikers were played by members of the local chapter of the Pagans Motorcycle Club. The elaborate motorcycles they drove were their own. Uh, a friend of mine's stepfather was one of them. No shit. Really? That's awesome. What was he driving? Do you like. Was I don't know. And Tom oh. passed away over 10 years ago, so I can't. Most of the motorcycles used in that scene were Harley Davidson's, and I think one or two were Yamaha's. Uh, I love the three-wheelers coming in, dude. That's all. <laughs> that was when the three-wheelers were really starting to take off, too. <sighs> I miss and, three-wheeler. Uh, for you car guys out there, the Volkswagen is, what did I say it was? The Volkswagen Scirocco. Scirocco. That is a Mach, a Mark One. Mark one, Mark one edition. It is extremely limited and special. So, say, is that like a pre golf? I would imagine. Cause yeah, that, that is, was, like, I, I thought it was a golf being, that athlete. is like their sports car of the time. Mm. Yeah. The golf exists, but it looks horrible at this point. It looks fucking okay. god awful. I thought it was a golf and I researched it and it was that car. There was also, I mentioned there was uh in the group chat. I was going off this morning about all the cars. And I watched Ford Pinto and uh, yeah. what was the Chevy you said? Uh, Montoya, Montoya, Chevy Montoya, Montoya, oh, Montoya. Yeah. Montoya. Yeah, I can't remember what it was because I know you typed it the first time you wrote it. Yeah, and it said Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Monday Autocorrect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My spelling brought to you by Autocorrect and heavy amounts of dabs. So, uh, <laughs> your spelling is just as hilarious as your attempted pronunciation of foreign names. Yes. Oh, yeah. God. Like I, I, I almost died when we watched uh, Rare Exports. Oh, you were dying before he even got to it. Just because you were <laughs> anticipation, he wouldn't have been able to do it. I was, I was like salivating, like I cannot wait for him to try. I would insult so many people if I ever left the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't say your name, so we're not going to be friends, bro. You'd be like, hi, I'd be like this, hi, friend. <laughs> Essentially, your friend one, your like, friend hey, two. guy, what's up, dude? So you just got to go the Canadian route. Everybody's just bud. Yeah. yeah. What's up, bud? <laughs> The best way to go. Okay, <laughs> continuing on. Uh, with such a shoestring budget, the film couldn't afford professional stunt people outside of drivers. So Tom Savini and assistant friend, I'm not even going to try and say that name, Tasso and Stavrak. Oh, Tasso. Yeah, uh, volunteer for the test. They're responsible for almost every stunt scene in the film, though not all went perfectly as planned. When filming a dive over the rail of the mall, Savini almost missed his pile of cardboard boxes with his legs and back landing on the ground. Ooh. He had to work from a golf cart for several days. The, so the shot where Stavakis 
swung down from a banner was poorly planned, and he wound up continuing up and slamming into the ceiling. <laughs> That's awesome. Ouch. I wish they left that in the cut. That would have been great. Just I will have to say, Saviti fucking fallen off and then going to the pond is one of the most satisfying movie deaths ever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, his buddy Tasso is also known for another credit in another film. Inform us, Bobby. Friday the 13th. He's the hairy knuckles that comes up at the huh? end where, where Mrs. Voorhees dies. <laughs> the oh. hairy knuckles. Man hands. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, while the, when the film was first released, the shooting budget was reported to be 1.5 million. On the commentary, t- commentary track on the Ultimate DVD release, producer Richard Rubenstein admitted that uh, the amount was inflated for foreign buyers, and the actual budget was around half a million. Nice. Sorry, I'm laughing at uh, Lance's comment there. <laughs> I just want to raffle. raffle. Doesn't mean they were friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you saying that he? Uh, would you be saying that he actually worked for Cabin 13 then? Mm. Mm. Oh, my. <laughs> Shots fired. The, the skating rink shown in the mall, shown in the film, was actually part of the Monroeville Mall. It has since been re- replaced by a food court. Hmm. You know, uh, I'll, I'll leak some audio between Corey and Lance later. That'll uh, <laughs> 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 You'll be like, come on, man, just had that, 10 more spots. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even keep going, Jeff. Just ten more spots. Uh, Tom Savini, head of makeup effects, was unhappy with how the blood mix looked. It looked fluorescent. Romero said it was perfect for the film's comic book style. This is the most profitable film in the Dead series. Hmm. I can see that because seeing everybody. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus. oh my. It, says, it says they named a street after TJ Little Wood. <laughs> the driver, Av. That's Chief Little Wood to you, buddy. <laughs> uh, much of the fake blood used in the blood packets was a mixture of food coloring, peanut butter, and uh, cane sugar syrup. Ah, hmm. peanut butter. Yeah, that's interesting. You gotta get that. Thickness. Yeah, but sometimes when you the coagulated blood, stir it enough though, it still leaves chunks. I'd say we make it and throw it at Bobby and see if it works. <laughs> uh, the living quarters and the elevator shaft weren't a part of the mall. Though. That was actually a set. Bobby, if I have to remind people how handsome you look with a a nice open T-shirt and blood splattered on you, uh, I will. Yeah, just tell them to go see my main Instagram page. It's all there. A sex machine cosplay. No, it's not. <laughs> cosplay. It's killing machine cosplay. Ninety-three. Lead you to sex machine. <laughs> to get the, Dad, the, continue. The joke that keeps on giving, baby. <laughs> uh, Peter is the second person in the franchise to refer to the undead as zombies. The first was a report on the radio on Night of the Living Dead. And I was assuming that was like that'd be like towards the end of the film, right? right. So, no shit. Yeah, okay. When he says over the radio, there's going to be a thousand zombies in here because they're all the the banker gang was breaking in. Yeah. You know what's scarier than the than a horde of zombies? The group of rednecks we see at the beginning. (laughs) I want to see them versus the bikers. Yes, a whole different movie. That's a true showdown. 
I'm pretty Rednecks sure, like, I'm pretty sure be on the Rednecks. Full Moon Features has an entire, like, fucking genre of biker gang movies. <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, that's that's a Paul Ashford thing. He probably knows all about that. Hmm. Shout out to the ghoulies and flesh guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, continuing. Tom Savini chose his friend Jim Crutt to play the helicopter zombie because he was notorious for having a low forehead. I love the way it right off. That's awesome. Many effects were thought of on the spot. Tom Savini created many of the effects with no preparation whatsoever. He was good with that. That was good improvisation, yeah. You know what else is good? Bobby, show him that fucking merch, you handsome bastard. Oh, well, hold on one second. (laughs) As you can see here. Look at that chest. Look at that gore and more. <laughs> this baby. And you could go get it at T Public along with all the other great shirts we have. Please check it out at Project Louder. Bobby needs stickers for his muscles so he can be like T Public. <laughs> right here. I like it. I like you know, it. Arnold, fake tattoos. Arnold released that video the other day. We need to shoot one of Bobby, but it's a T Public commercial. Bobby is the governor. Yeah. Yes. In my leather jacket with a cigar advertisements. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I've got to talk to you about why you look like shit. To... <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, going. through, I'm gonna skip through a lot of this. Uh, George Romero uh, wanted Savini to do the special effects from Night of the Living Dead, uh, but uh, Savini couldn't commit because he had to go to a, do a tour in Vietnam. Uh, fortunately, he was available to do this film, and his recent Vietnam experience played an enormous part in his visualization of the graphic gory effects as he was ba- basically just recreating what he'd seen in real life. Damn. He said, he said that a lot with a lot of his movies, too. He's a duck, man. Anybody knows, anybody knows the duck story for Savini? I don't know if I do. Wait, do I? I think I do. Yeah, the he, duck story. He was in Vietnam, and he was uh, actually stationed to do an overnight watch to watch for Charlie. And he was sitting in a bunker, and you have to look out over this field, mm-hmm. and you have to radio in if you see someone, and then they'll give you clearance to open fire. Well, he was sitting there, and he thought what he thought saw was Charlie. And he didn't ask for permission. He kind of just opened fire and he opened up his machine gun and everybody else opened up and the whole base opened up on wherever he was shooting. And when everybody stopped, uh, it was a duck. So it was literally that scene from predator, but with a duck. Yeah. And uh, the general came up and was like, why'd you open fire without permission? He's like, I thought I saw Charlie, sir. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess they quacked at him the rest of the time he was there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something you probably don't live down. Yeah. No. Up there. Okay. Oh, uh, Joe Pilato, who played Captain Rhodes in Day of the Dead, briefly appears as an unnamed police officer during the scene at the police dock. There's a rumor among horror fans that the policeman was Captain Rhodes, with the backstory being that he was a full-time Philadelphia policeman and a part-time Army reserv- reservist. That makes sense. Oh. And I, think that, I actually think that would fit. Hey, you also forgot part-time piece of shit. <laughs> the, the character's a piece of shit if you ever watch Day of the Dead. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's on my list. Say it's there. Love Day of the Dead. It's, all I'm say. it's Like I said, it's underrated. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, the split second before and after Wooly blows the head off of the apartment resident that was not meant to be zombie. Uh, and that was a head made by Tom Savini. It's for, it was made as a mold for Galen Ross for the original ending of the movie. The original ending of the movie uh, had Peter commits suicide and Fran sticks her head into the blades of the helicopter. Uh, that's actually... <laughs> I'll go into more detail on that, but uh, yeah, it had a much darker ending. Uh, so when they decided to change the ending... When they decided to change the ending, they used it in a tenement building, so Savini made it look like an African-American male, filled it with food scraps, and shot it with an actual shotgun. You know, that well. ending... I, I actually think... Not that I don't love the movie or the ending the way it is, but I think that would have made it much more interesting for the third film. Instead of everybody surviving, you get to the third film, it really makes it much more bleak. So Alien 3. Basically. <laughs> Everybody's dead but Ripley. I like yeah. the open-ended ending of this is just so much scarier in my mind. Because you just don't know. I think like all of his films end that way now that I'm thinking about it. I felt like this one was a little <laughs> bit more... Uh, Land of the Dead had a more upbeat ending. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I feel that. like this was still more upbeat than even like Night of the Living Dead because... Oh, Night of the Living Dead was a horrible ending. Everybody died. Right. Right. One by accident. <laughs> yep. Not pay attention to your shot. Uh, to achieve the bullet ricochets off the side of the elevator shaft when the bikers are shooting at Steven, Savini shot rocks with a slingshot at the wall next to David M.G. Huh. <laughs> I wonder if he hit him like on purpose just a couple times. Probably. Knowing Savini. Right. Okay, so... I got uh, to see a lot of these people uh, this summer, was it? Yeah, the... Or, uh, yeah, uh, Night of the Li- uh, no, uh, Living Dead Marketplace. They had it. At, uh, I want to say it was the Barnes and Noble they cleaned out, and then they had it inside, and uh, it was most of the cast and crew of Dawn and Day. They had spread out signing autographs. It was really cool to see all these people, much older. Uh, I mean, it's sad that they're out there you know, getting autographs and stuff, masks on and shit, and just trying to survive and, and older, older folks, like people that like COVID's going to fuck you up if you get it type people. So you're just like, mm. yeah, you know what I mean? Don't die. Gotta do what you gotta do to get that but, paycheck. Hey, but I got to meet Machete Zombie. Like that guy was cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's a great dispute over the film's alternate ending where Peter shoots himself in the head and Frank commits suicide by sticking her head up into the blades of the copter. Uh, some people such as Savini and uh, his friend Ta- Tasso maintain the mm-hmm. scene was filmed while Romero used to be adamant that it wasn't. However, in document of the dead shot during the making of the film, Romero clearly states uh, that as a walk around the mall set, he did film the alternate ending, but they never did the effects shot. Okay. All right. Okay. And then I, went in, I mentioned how the uh, the mold for Galen Ross was uh, used in a different shot. Um, so Romero decided the conclusion would be too depressing. And finally, at the suggestion of his future wife, gave Peter and Fran a little bit of hope. However, uh, you know, that's, that's not how it was. But basically, like, there's parts of it that, that remain from the original version, like uh, her <laughs> looking back at the zombies coming at her. When she's when she's waiting in the helicopter. Now the right. way it's filmed out, it looks like she's waiting for Peter, but actually she was waiting for them to get closer, and then she just said "screw it" and stepped into the blades. Oh no, shit! 
that would have yeah talk about bleach that would have definitely been like one of those yep just like you sit there you watch the whole credits roll and your face doesn't even move you're just like yeah you're just like like that'd be like the ending to the mist really yeah yeah, you're right. dude, that pissed me so off. Dude. Oh my god! <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, I was so pissed off with that. I mean, it was good, but was, yeah, yeah, it did what it needed. It did what it needed to do. But all right, what else we got, buddy? Uh, that's the, that's the gist of it. I mean, there's more going going. I'm sure know. more stuff will come up through the rest. Of yeah, the there's a, there's a lot of stuff I have written down, the marked down here about the yeah. different cuts. You know how. Stuff we already talked about. Argento made his cuts to make it less comedic, right? And this is the 155 minute version or whatever, two hour 55 minute version. That's like the ex- the extended mall hour version. Nice. All righty then. Onward. Yeah, originally had a much darker ending than uh, than what we got, and I'm glad they changed it. Yeah, I was gonna say at least you get like just flying off into the sunset, essentially. On oh, this oh, one. and I guess. Um, the original darker ending, like right after she offs herself, you just see the propeller blades slowly stopping to kind of indicate that it really was out of fuel and they wouldn't have made it anyway. Ooh. Oh, that was really bleak. I actually would have, I would have liked to have seen that as a deleted scene. Except for like he said, you know, then it filmed the effects, but damn, dude. That would have been a one hell. Yeah, dude. I could see why that would probably piss some people off back then in the theaters. <laughs> I could see that being very desensitizing. Like, I mean, this ending was still kind of like bleak, but it wasn't definitely like it also wasn't like terrible either. You know what I mean? If like they, they survived. If they would have filmed that ending and left it that way, like guaranteed, you would see people walking out of the theater like nobody would be talking. They're just looking down at the floor. Yep. Like, That's just one of those ones where people gosh. sigh for like three days and just stare yeah. off into the void. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> No. (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, that's that's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Like I said, there's a lot more. There's there's so many documentaries. You know, Document of the Dead was uh, probably the most popular one. Right. I know, dude. I would. uh, I'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah. So, for big questions, gentlemen, what store would you spend most of the time in? Probably the gun shop or the food store. The arcade. And the candy arcade. store candy store to arcade for me. Obviously, gun stores are necessary, but I'm just saying like the one you want to be in. Oh, arcade. Movie, uh, was movie, there a movie, movie theater and food court. They didn't I didn't see a movie theater, but that doesn't mean they didn't have one. The fact that they had a full ice skating rink though was I thought very impressive. That's a now That's yeah, right. I mean Dude, they could have see that was one thing that I said as soon as they, they were like disposing of all the bodies and they threw a bunch in that walk-in cooler. I'm like, no, don't throw it in the yeah. walk-in cooler. That's what I thought too. It was my my wife's like, what? I'm like, my fat ass is just bitching about the food in the movie. Never mind. I'm like, and, and no, that's, 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 that's right. That's right. When, they, when they were uh throwing the pies in the zombies' faces. And oh, I don't care, hilarious. refrigerated or not, those those pies would have long since been spoiled. Oh, not only that, but they pulled out like two trays of pies and then they had like infinite pies, <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> I want some pie now. That's how movie pie works, though. That's right, dude. Just cheese, my cherry pie. Oh, sorry. But like, 
when for he like made them that nice dinner and everything like that would okay so that would be my other thing now it's the apocalypse we're stuck in the mall what are you dressed as are you like nice fur coat like ken for he has at that one scene like uh, suits suits all day yeah hell I look no. good in the suit. I look i'm gonna say I, the most I, colorful the suit the better i would say you know i would have to go with you know like jeans and a shirt or something just because you want you want something that you can if you have to make like a quick escape you know it's not gonna be restricting your movement i'm gonna go the george costanza i'm gonna go sweatpants and a fucking hoodie <laughs> with a block of cheese the size of a car battery that's right <laughs> you know what you're saying to people i don't care <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I don't know what I'd be. That's all I got, as. gentlemen. What's that? I don't really know what I'd be dressed as now that I sit here and think about it. I mean, the choices would be endless, dude. Because think about the stuff you could get in the the gun shop. You definitely get some sweet safari shit in there. You know that, dude. Like, oh, <laughs> dude, you got to have the cargo uh, vest in there, dude. Like, I'm doing it. Dressed as Rambo. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Shirtless with camo pants. pants. I like it. Yep. Be cut up and everything. I'll have the big fifty cal in my hand. Like, all right. Let's go. He's dressed like that, but he's in the arcade playing that one game. Like, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you wouldn't grab a knife and just Rambo the fuck out of those zombies, Bobby? Of course. I'm doing okay. that too. <laughs> hey. Like, I'm doing dude, I just want to see that now. Just Bobby, like, sneaking up in the bushes behind zombies, dude. Just be like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, wait, that's a short film for Gore and Moore and Project Louder. Rambo Ooh, there you go. Oh. <gasps> We could make that as like a little short film to go with the uh, Madman Down Under. You're welcome. You're welcome. <coughs> Madman Down Onward. <laughs> well, I don't have any more big questions unless you gentlemen do. You know, I think I, I did you. have. Uh, did I even write it down? I had a question. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did write this down just because I thought it was hilarious, and I mentioned it to TJ last night. Did you guys yeah. know one random fat white dude that's just with a shirt off? He's, no, no, no! He's in a three-piece oh. suit when they're when they're moving the trucks around. There's just like, <laughs> no. yeah. like he's just a white, he, no makeup on the guy at all. He's just a white guy there in a three-piece suit. Like he just wandered onto set. Like, hey, what's going on? Oh, when they're when they're backing up the BP trucks. Yeah. didn't even know. I, I can't say <laughs> that I did. And you'll see that guy, and you'll laugh hysterically. You're like, where the fuck is Edis at, bro? Like. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm gonna have to watch it just for that scene now, dude. Just to see yeah. the find that guy. Yeah. Like the worst well I had to the Dukes of Hazard talk from earlier. It's, it's like, <laughs> oh, that wasn't on air. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, I can see the pitchforks. <laughs> it's a good old boy. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Anyway, how do we watch this? Chad Daddy probably has some sort of fucking DVD in some sort of Tupperware container in a garage up some upstairs somewhere, right? I do actually. <laughs> I'm watching YouTube. Okay, fair enough. Here we go. YouTube and uh, DVD. Say uh, YouTube 1080 cut. YouTube because the day I went to go buy my my fucking 4K from Second Sight, I was like, oh, it's out of stock now. Oh, <laughs> the dick. And so that's why I'm super excited on the up and up about this new release. Right. Yeah. It's just, if you bought it before you're giving up something like you, owe, no matter what you bought, you're giving up like, Oh, but this one has this. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have the one where you're just like, okay, one and done. And that's why I am with a lot of my films. A lot of Carpenter films I waited to buy until I knew like they were going to get a 4k treatment. Fair. Yeah, I got 
Yeah, there's tons of those on that list. Like films like, example, I don't own They Live. Watch a Rowdy Roddy Piper fucking video. They lives everywhere now. I'm going to probably buy it. Um, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. <laughs> I, oh, I, I have a video on my phone where I'm on my Google, um, I'm on YouTube, right? And I'm scrolling down and it's an ad section and it's two minutes of scrolling and it's nothing but different versions of that fucking movie in 4K on sales from different websites. Oh, that's all it oh, is. Really? Same fucking movie. And then it hits and then it's like that movie with the fog. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Fuck me. Thank you, you data mining fuckers. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, thank you, data mining. Uh, fucking ruined everything. I mean, now that you mentioned it, I'll bet fucking Big Trouble in Little China looks superb in 4K. Yes. I'm sure it does. Mm. I don't see why it wouldn't. I That's think that uh, these films shot on 16 and 35 just look so fucking good. Like, you could sit, you can, okay, modern cinema is great and all, but there's just something about these old films and this, oh, baby. It's it's great. Halloween's a good example. Whenever it, say, you you say modern c- cinema, I mean it has but dude, I hate digital though. I really mm. do. Digital's ass. It is. Yeah, I do agree. There, there's if utilized properly, it's good. Yes. Uh, okay. Mandalorian. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's that's proper. But I'd go back to these films all day. I'll, I'll pull out my one of the films I got is uh, Suspiria in 4K. Can't Whoa, fuck nice. it. I got Can that. You oh, cannot tell. You cannot tell that that film was shot. Then there's no fucking way that opening scene at the train station. Nah, you're fucking solid. Like it looks beautiful. Like it just. You can't even see the film grain. It's so fine because of the 4K scan. Nice. I'm gonna have to get that now. Yeah, it's yeah, good. That's, good that's also on my list. Synapse Films. Uh, does it? And uh, they said. They send you booklets of their catalog. Half mm-hmm. their catalog, softcore porn from the 70s and 80s. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Blue, Underground. Blue Underground is the same way. Yep. So, so, it, I mean, uh, so obviously there's a niche of that out there, though. Oh, yeah. You know. Huh. What a collection that would be. I wonder. <laughs> it's just funny that there's people like I... Well, there's there's people out there that collect movies the same way I do, but it's softcore porn. Softcore porn. Yeah, well, that's, that's a lot of hair. How did you get that? I just want to know how somebody gets down that road. Yeah, you know I mean? how, how do you get to collecting? I mean, watching Italian jolly films, like some of the more sexploitation stuff, I kind of understand. But for like an hour and a half. Yeah, but are the softcore porns like on the cusp of giallo movies, like? No, I don't I mean, think. I don't think. I, I think they lose the plot at that point. Okay, so it's just about tits and bush and rubbing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't think this stuff even shows penetration. I just think it's more. No, it's usually <laughs> just like shadows and stuff. Yeah, like, ooh, dick shadow and like Try some shit. You'll Try see like. I always liked like the weird like Skinamax bullshit. You'd always see like the chick blowing a dude, but it was just the shadow of it. Yeah, <laughs> like let's get artsy with it. Or they uh <laughs> they uh. Wrestle angle it where it's yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, fucking right. so douche of the movie, motherfucker. Oh, that that's that's an easy one for me. That's the racist cop at the beginning in the uh, when they're raiding the tenement, yeah. Oh, I the agree. dude that just starts going ham, yeah, and yeah, he just starts the doors down and whoo, yeah, yep, that's yeah, that's the douche, yeah, he, he's uh, uh. Blacks and uh, what was it? Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans. Yeah. And he was just, yeah. 
He was as soon as, as soon as I saw that guy, I started as soon as he started talking. I'm like, douche the movie. I even wrote it down again. Again, going back to George Romero, social commentary, going to places where other people don't go. Uh, X rating, touching on things that nobody else at this time was just like even dare to think of this guy. Yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Favorite kill. This is a hard one. This is Ooh, guts being ripped out at the end. The guy who, yeah, that's the one I'm going for too. So, just essentially like all the maiming at You're the like end. The no, 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 there's one guy who literally gets his intestines just ripped. Yeah. You see, it's, yeah, you're talking about the rack of ribs scene where yeah. you see a rack of ribs. Okay, <laughs> wasn't that the guy that was swinging from the uh. No, it was the guy who was getting his blood pressure checked and yeah, it ripped his arm off. Oh, and by the way, why would you try, why would you do that twice? Thank you. No, no, no. Not twice. Why like, would you do it in the middle of mass panic when you see yeah. your buddies getting eaten? You're like, you know what? I got to check my blood pressure one more time. <laughs> per- and I love that he was He's feeling a mannequin. Like, like, this dude was going on maniac level. Like, we're not even sure his story, but he was stealing a mannequin for his own personal reasons. And they were stealing the dumbest shit out. when they were ransacking, too. Yo, dude, when it's the end of the world and nothing really matters, I mean, helicopter. Or, or a sword. The helicopter blade was pretty good. With a half decapitation, yeah, that was nice. Hmm. We have to go with machete kill. It was nice and deep. Well, we actually get a proper machete kill, so you could totally say that and be like, no arguments here. Like, yeah, that's true. But yeah, it was, a, it was a nice just cut right to it. Just I, I will say, as as good mm. as that intestine rip scene was, it was done better in Day of the Dead. And then taking yeah. another one with the head. Oh yeah, I heard it with the head. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> What's even better is when you zombie you get up off the bed, everything just spills out. Now, Day of the Dead is the one that starts out. What, what's the yeah, zombie right name? Is Doctor Tung? Uh, Day of the Dead. Doctor Tung, yeah. Doctor Tung, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that maker too. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, an officer tongue. Ooh. Uh, Detective tongue. Best scene. <laughs> best Ooh. scene. I already have my best scene picked out, so I may as well go first. While you go guys ahead, buddy. And it was just that quick scene, but the scene where Ken Foray just picks up the one zombie, lifts it up over his head, and just <laughs> it the fuck over the railing. Oh. Uh, Taryn had something to say about that, by the way. Perfect wrestling move right there. <laughs> she 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 did make the commentary. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I just love that. I, I watched that. I'm like, I love that. That is my favorite scene right there. Hmm. Again, uh, like I said, comparing these films is like night and day. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. By the way, Brody, that is a that is a hot take right there. Dave, it is. That is these films, it's, they're comparing them is like night and day and dawn. It really is. Fuck, dude. My favorite scene would probably have to be um, the the whole ending with the bikers and the zombies coming into the mall. Uh, the initial mall raid scene evokes a sense of nostalgia in uh, childhood a wonder and wonderment inside of me. So anytime the, the music cue hits and you see them rushing through the stores, it's like, fuck. Oh, Bobby, a, little, a little note about that scene that you mentioned, the motorcycles going through the, the mall. Um, from what I read, and I, I don't know why I didn't put it in my notes, but uh, Savini and Romero both love the sound that came from that scene. And the, the sounds from the motorcycles 
driving through there was so loud it literally set off every alarm in the mall. Nice. I actually wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I, I mean, I like that fact. I'm not surprised though, because it's obviously real motorcycles, and it's also the pagans. That's pretty. Funny. I know. I know my favorite scene, and I know it's not even like one of the best scenes in the movies. But I thought it was just hilarious. Was uh, so before they got to the mall, and it was that little gas station or wherever <laughs> they stopped. I think it was the airport, or, oh, yeah. uh, airport depot, and. Flyboy was trying to shoot that one zombie, and Roger comes over and is like, "No, Pew. one and then shot." It cuts, and then it cuts to like where four he's like fucking with that one zombie in the thing, and somehow they still go back to the same shot, which is like I love like the. I know we that, talked about the editing was a little yeah. weird, You're right, right? But at the same time, I liked it because it just reminded me. I don't, it just seemed like that weird like British humor or some fold. I don't know how to even explain yes. it. It made it more funny because yeah, because it was just like he just did the same thing again. He was just like, "Bitch!" <laughs> Literally, it's like the scene in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where it's just uh, fucking. Lance oh yes, and it just showed that over and over. It's the exact same scene like five times, and all of a sudden, boom, he's right there. So okay, here's a here's a question for you. See, saying you just said Monty, the song at the end of this movie is that from Monty Python? Yes, it what is. The, okay, thank you. It's Flying Circus, right? Mm-hmm. All right, because I'm sitting there listening to him, like, wait a minute, what the fuck? And I just started going down uh, Monty Python. <laughs> and it, it actually fits the ending. It does, though. I like it. But I was just, it, I, I was taken back by it. I guess and I wasn't expecting monologue, it. By the way, is probably one of the coolest fucking things in the world as well. What's that? I'll probably talk oh. about that whenever we get to cinematography. But that shot is like fucking erection inducing. I love it. It is really good. You're talking about at the end when he's like, no, 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 his monologue about when there's no more room in hell. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. And he's talking about his grandpa talking. Yeah. What's that? One he redoes in the remake. Right. Yeah. He does it. It's just the way that it's shot, the way that they, they have it angled and then they walk up and then they, they cut the way they cut to the different people talking. It's just, it does, uh, I, that's one of my favorite shots. Opening scene, boys. We talked about it earlier. It's hectic. It's Love shot. It. It's lit. Oh, just crazy. Uh, yeah, crazy TV studio. Awesome broadcast going off that I'm personally like super interested in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. From what I've from what I was reading, also this takes place about three weeks after Night of the Living Dead. Three okay. weeks. Okay. So it's still pretty fresh. That's very fresh. But wasn't it and begging my pardon if I'm wrong, but wasn't it in like the original one, they weren't sure. They thought it was like some space dust or something, right? That was yeah, causing it. There was there was something on satellite. Yeah. yeah. In uh Living Dead Canon. Alex uh oh, yeah. Listen to them fingers type. I talked to Brody about this the other day. Uh Here's the, the timeline. So, right. 1968 August, a probe that orbits Venus returns to Earth, but a mysterious radiation is destroyed before even getting through the atmosphere. Although it was stated as a fact, it is never revealed what really brings the dead back to life, whether it's a virus or something supernatural. So, it's it's from space. August 31st, 1968, the first dead walk, the Knights of the Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, take place. The events of that. 24th to the 26th of October, the events of Diary of the Dead take place. September. 
The zombie threat. Yeah, what, what, what was Diary of the Dead? Was that the, that the one, cam one? That was, the, that was the what? The cam one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 After um, they made that after Land of the Dead. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen that one. September. The zombie threat has was almost under control, according to the media. A small group of scientists are ordered to investigate why the dead are returning to life. October begins. The events of Dawn of the Dead and possibly the events of survival of the dead take place. Turn out, turns out the media and the government were relying about the threat being under control. Numerous zombies somehow appeared in nearby towns and states the zombie epidemic grows bigger. Many places are evacuated and abandoned. The great pandemic begins. There are no longer law and order. Stores in various places are looted. Oh, sounds like where we're going now. Yeah. Uh, November, Fiddler's Green is taken over by Kaufman, who converts it into the halls and calls it the city of the living. <laughs> November, the land of the let the de- land of the dead events take place. October, November, Day of the Dead takes place. Uh, by the by, the end of November, the last sign of human life is detected. Okay, what was Survival of the Dead? I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one either. Actually, I, I haven't seen that one, but I rem- I. Well, get I don't think I. I don't even remember that title. It says it's two thousand nine. There was, there was a Marvel comic really? written by Romero set in the Dead Universe. Survival. Survival. No. Oh, okay. It's a good. One. That's still it's fucking recent, too. Yeah, I, it's a direct I've never seen it. Diary. No huh. shit. I haven't I've seen Diary. Never seen it. Kinda. Yeah, Diary. I remember Diary because, like, I remember like the the uh, the mute. Um, what was it? Farmer, I believe it was. Yeah. Run into mm. more uh, army people in that one. More, yeah, yes, okay. And you see, it's uh, yeah. I love the dead, huh? I'm looking because oh, sixth entry Empire in the series. No uh, shit. George Romero, do you guys know this? Uh, George Romero wrote a comic book for Marvel called Empire of the Dead, set in the Dead Universe, that actually added vampires into the mix. Really? Yeah, it was really interesting. Like it showed, you know how as the movies progress, you see the zombies becoming smarter. Okay, Survival of Dead follows the AWOL National Guardsmen who briefly appeared in Diary of the Dead. Okay. Oh, there you go. That there's your answer. That's exactly see, it now what you just said, Chad. Is it is it that they're is it that they're smarter, or is it just that like? No, they are getting smarter. It's it's even yeah. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if it was smarter or if they're just like retaining their. Uh, watch Land of the Dead. No, I have. And read the comic because there's a a woman. She's like, a, I think she's a cop. Uh, she gets killed, but comes back as a zombie, and it shows her. She's starting to regain some of her memories, and she can kind of talk a little. Okay, I mean, because clearly we had it in this one with Flyboy. Obviously, he recognized the hallway, and you know what I mean, like that shit. Yeah, and as it goes on, you you see more and more of their evolution. Right. What was a day he learns how to hold the weapon and fire and stuff? Like we're seeing yeah, a modern day viruses mutate to survive longer. So right. And land. Yeah, I remember really a lot more. Yeah, because I remember in the beginning of Land of the Dead, like they were uh, watching the one guy there who's the the main zombie for the whole thing. Like he was working the gas station, I think. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, we're gonna have fun this year. There there we are. Supposed, there's supposed to be another film too, The Road of the Dead, but it's to be announced. Yeah. Who the hell's making that? But ever since I don't remember, but Romero wrote it. It's from an unfinished script. Uh, and yeah. I know they just recently finished writing it. 
George uh, Jr. George C. Comics. I'm not. I'm not sure if that was going to be a book or a movie. They haven't really settled on that. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I haven't heard anything about any fucking zombie movie that's not Train to Busan. Which I still have yet to see. But Chris Jericho said it's not too bad. So, uh, You're right. best hits, hottest girl, best well, dick. No, there's well, only one girl. Temporary, like, get, temporary get I, stick. I, oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, I kiss Flyboy and mm, I gotta go. With, I'm, I'm with Bobby because Ken Foray, you know, he right. looked swap no matter what he was doing. He did. He definitely had his uh, he had his dress down, he had that drip going. Yes, he did. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah, we did only get to see one set of titties in this. And so, I got that impressive. No, they weren't. Did we, did we pick her for the Madman review? I think we did. Ooh. I, think, I don't remember. I don't, remember. I don't know if we all picked the same one or not. We'll have to go back and re-listen. Fair enough. I want to go back and rewatch. <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, it's been like yeah, almost yeah. a year. Or yeah, it's, it's been a year. Who owns that? Who has a release of that chat? Is it Scream Factory? Of Madman? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Scorpion. Are you sure? Fuck if I know. I I want to say Vinegar Syndrome, to be honest. Vinegar Strokes. I don't know. Let's see. Now. Madman. Yep. Matt Vinegar Syndrome. That's what I thought, because it's always on sale. Okay. Stud. Yep. seventeen ninety nine. Ooh. New video interview with Paul, the bad man himself, producer, co-creator, Gary Sales, and for the first time ever, Richie. <laughs> the legend of Yes. <laughs> the legend of 30 the years in the, in the sequel, yeah. And Madman Alive, uh, a 30, oh, Madman Alive at 35 feature it. Sweet. So you get two, three commentary tracks. A documentary, a new featurette, and music. Cool. Nice. A lot of these uh, Severn releases I got, uh, the like the Jallo films come with uh, the audio track, like the audio soundtrack with them. Like instead of a, a bonus features disc, right? Uh, they include the bonus features on the first disc, and the second disc slot is taken up by an audio CD. Oh. That Dawn oh, nice. was talking about earlier. Did you see it comes with like three soundtrack CDs? Yes, it's insane. Titties. That's pretty fucking cool, though. I like that. Yeah. Fucking name. Huh. So, guys, uh, did the score set the mood? Oh, yeah. my God. The Goblin yeah. score on this yeah, is so just it's hard. It, yeah, I, I agree. I prefer the Italian score the, the American score. Well, the American score was mostly almost like public domain music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Nobody got time for that. Right. <laughs> they had half a million dollars to work with. They couldn't afford music. So what right. did they do? They had to rent a mall. Hey, d- tell John Carpenter. <clears throat> yeah, right. That's true. Best song. Uh, the I'm one in the... The Monty Python song. Yeah, Monty Python. <sighs> yeah. I'll, I'll have to say, I, I'll try to pronounce an Italian name. Do it. It'll be great. Is this the song from the uh from the Goblin uh, soundtrack? I was gonna say, but is this the one that was going off when they were getting the guns in the uh, armory there or not the armory? <laughs> the... 
Chris is kind of like the uh, I, I can't I can't play it. I can't describe it, but it's called Lacac L A space C A C C I A Lacacia Lacacia Lacaca 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 Chicago. Oh, you said Chicago. I had to kneel. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> Chicago. He's like, God damn it. You're out. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Bumblebee Go tuna. On. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those are showing. Bumblebee tuna. Anyway, oh. onward. Onward. Is this the first episode where we've quoted Ace Ventura? Yes. Yes, it is. Is it? Hey Milo, what's up, buddy? Oh, fuck it, <laughs> Favorite okay. character is gonna go to Flyboy because if it wasn't uh, for him, no. they would have gone out. <laughs> Peter, I got, I, I grant Peter, but Flyboy uh, was second. Yeah, I mean, I like Roger, honestly. Like, even though I he was Roger until his like partial mental breakdown when they're moving the trucks around, like he even had yeah, that right. look in his eyes. I much prefer right. Roger from Ace Ventura. Roger Predactor. <laughs> yes. Rest in peace, buddy. You didn't oh. it. <laughs> and that's how you know he was thrown over the bug. And his double pain. <laughs> Soundproof glass. And that lady could not hear a scream come from the inside of this apartment building. <laughs> and the murderer closed the door before he left. Yes, yes, hey, wait, wait, oh, yes. Uh, we were talking about a movie, and it wasn't. Uh, I can see the whole scene playing out. It's great. I feel like I was doing a podcast recently, and we talked about the landlord from Ace Ventura being in it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was. Uh, what the hell movie was in? Was it Gordmore? Yeah. yeah. What movie was it? It was just like a month or two ago, wasn't it? I don't even think it was that long ago, was it? Was it a Christmas movie then? Oh, Christmas Evil. He was at the party. Oh, yes. You're right. Yeah. So it was That's right. Ventura. Yes, see. Anyways. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You sounded like someone else. All right. Good old key Um. Yeah, so. Was it scary? Uh, in the world we're living in, this shit could happen, bro. <laughs> what do you mean it is? It is. I would yeah. say if we watch the Argento cut, it probably is really scary because it takes away all and the if we're gonna apply, If we're going to apply modern sensibilities to things, I will reiterate that I am more scared of the group of rednecks with guns than the zombies. Fair, <laughs> Fair enough. Even more so than the biker gang. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, because at least the biker gang, you might be able to like assimilate with them. Exactly. You could be like, yeah, I'm a fucking biker now. I'll just get a leather fucking vest. Good Especially to go. if I have Mick with me, we're good. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously they plan to lose a few people, uh, a few patrons yeah. at every stop they go. So, you know, get a, get a couple more. Bobby has a uh, leather jacket. I think we can uh, squeeze it. I got a few of them. Yep. Yeah, right. The bad thing is, like, if they would just let the bikers in, just let them take whatever they want, because they just wanted the useless shit anyway. That was, if Flyboy fly shot the shot, we would have yep. been good, maybe. We would have actually been fine. They would have been left alone, and been yeah. like, wow, they fucked up the mall. And then that's it. He wasn't thinking about the serious ramifications in his yeah. head. 
whenever he was pulling that trigger. He did not. He was just like, this is our stuff. Man. It's like, no. But. Oh, well. He Does it hold up today? Someday, yes. say no. I think it says, I think it's terrific. I think it I does. Say it does. I say it does. I know that there's a huge part of the horror community that absolutely prefers the Zack Snyder cut. And you can appreciate that, but there's only one Snyder cut of his that I like. Well, I hope I like. It's not even out yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything's better than that fucking atrocity we got from Whedon. So, uh, <laughs> yo, did you see the other sad news about that? Side note, you know, side note on the whole four K release this year, dude. We lost Cyborg. Yes, we yeah. Did. They, they re they they're writing him out of Flashpoint, dude. Good, he's useless. Give me Martian. Yeah, I was never a Cyborg fan to begin with. Even. Yeah. See, I like Cyborg, but I figure Cyborg could lead more into the Teen Titans. So that's I got I, I got a ten year old that'll tell you all the reasons why Cyborg shouldn't be in there. So, well, for one, he was never a founding member of the Justice League. Exactly. He was never a Justice League member. Until, until the until DC was like, "Here's my nutsack. Here's New Fifty Two. Accept it." Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, until then, he was never a leaguer. He was always a Titan. Really? You woke up one day and you're like, "This is this is DC now. This this is what, how things are. Everything you knew is fucking gone." Oh. Oh, thank you for mentioning Flashpoint, by the way. I am so pissed off. I, I love the guys in Comics and Kaijus, but they never once mentioned that Flashpoint led into the new DC 52. Yep. Um, I didn't I listen to the new episode yet, so I haven't. And then, when you go watch Apocalypse War, you, you'll see. You'll see. Right. <laughs> yes. I did, Actually, I had a little DC outing this whole weekend myself. Speaking of that... How about that uh, comics and kaiju schedule? Oh, that is lit. I have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, well, I sat yeah, down. The schedule. I, I was lucky enough to produce the boys' show. Uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> Sunday? And yeah, we have Mothra porn there. <laughs> and I asked Matt after the show, I was like, can we take 30 minutes to set aside and playing out the next six months of shows and he's like sure and then i was like so well, you want to you guys said that you want to do godzilla and king kong and not miss anything right so we went through and we, we just kind of planned it all out and we have what is what is the mighty kong that they have written down is that the animated movie yes yes they're gonna cover that it's part of the fucking kong universe wait what's oh, wow. it called the mighty, mighty kong, kong. yeah and it's available to watch for free on imdb tv what i gotta look this up because i have no idea what the fuck we're talking about uh comic did we do with that one i don't remember i just wrote down Uh, the movies i'm not as i think it's not i think i do remember that one yeah and then i matt really got into horror after doing the evil dead uh the Freddy versus jason versus ash comics and then watch the evil dead movies so now he's like you could probably try clive barker stuff and i was like they have hell yeah (laughs) The Hellraiser series from Boom was fantastic. And it's like, it's not like a story. It's like an anthology. It, it follows like some of these nasty fucking stories. It's no, 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 no. The original Hellraiser comic was a, f- a fully laid out, fleshed out story. And then they did the anthology after that. Oh, okay. That's the one I own. The anthology ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, oh, crap. The, what did they call that? The bestiary of something for the, the yes. anthology. Okay. So, acting. gentlemen, yes, I was going to say acting, good or bad. The acting was wonderful. Very good. Was, very Are you good. kidding me? 
Yeah, worked out well. Even for some of the uh, untrained actors, that it was uh, like the people at the beginning. The, the it's whole- almost like it took a really good director to make this movie happen. I wonder who it was. Yeah, it's crazy. That's got to be Argento's doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. Fuck. Cinematography. Okay, this film is fantastic. It has some awesome establishing shots. This movie really captures its setting in such a cool fucking way. It allows you to be transported back to a time, a much more simpler time, a better time. And it's it, it's rad. It's it's so rad. And uh, I mentioned the monologue shot earlier. That's really, really cool. I think some of the more claustrophobic shots are done really, really well. I mean, what's not to love about this film? It's, it definitely makes you miss the malls, man. I'll tell you that. Yes, it does. And it's definitely uh, a bunch of shopping mall. You can see the, this is one of the films you see the natural progression of uh, Romero's films and how he gets just like slightly gets more and more refined with his storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets better and better every single time. Always did. Yeah, I was going to say, I got nothing else to say on that one. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. So, uh, premise. Did you gentlemen enjoy it? Absolutely. Of course. I would have loved to have seen that original one come to fruition, but I did love it. Yeah. I yeah. I, as much as I'd want to, I'm glad they didn't put that. What, the original there. ending, you said? Yeah. I could, yeah, I, I understand that, too. I don't know how I feel. I'm like 50-50 on it. Like, I want to see it, but it probably wouldn't work. No, fuck it. I like the, I like the ending that we have. I feel like uh, it was way too sad if we would have seen... Uh, Ken Forey's character killed himself. You know what? We get a little bit of hope. Mm-hmm. This is a this was the ending of a Left 4 Dead story right there, just flying off. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All so, right. Hold on. Keep going. Keep it going, Chad. All right. All right. So, does it hold today? Acting good. Uh, cinematography. Yeah, premise. Yeah. Uh, so, before yeah. we do recycle, rewind, or re- remake, which well, it was already remade. But for this movie, rewind all day. Oh, rewind, 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 and watch again, again, and again. I want to watch the shorter cut. Oh, and yeah. I also want to. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not the shorter cut. I said this earlier. I want to watch the Argento cut. I want to watch the more like serious one. Little oh, buddy, I, mean, I, I want to see that too. I haven't seen it. But so I mean, technically, that would be a rewind. I just would want to see that so, version. Of it. So so rewind for any version. Yes. All right. Uh, rewind uh, every day yes. of my life until I die. <laughs> Well, there you go. All right. Uh, five. Rating? Yeah. I can agree with that. That's the perfect horror movie. Uh, Bobby? Yeah, you can go five. John, break it up. You're going to hate me, but I'm going to say 4.8. That's almost a five. That's still really good. Just because I personally like Night better. 4.9. That's right. fine. I actually think that works. 4.9 works. Yeah. Again, yeah, no there's no reason why Day can't get a 5 either. So, or a 4.9 or... Or anywhere in that go around. I th- I feel like a lot of these Romero films, uh, even with the drop-off once we start to go to direct-to-video, mm-hmm. that uh, we're still going to give it high scores because it continues the in- entertainment value. He kind of replaces the uh, production value with comedy, and it kind of does really, really well. Land of the Dead was the last one in theaters, right? And then everything else was yeah. direct to video yeah. after that. And then that's when we get Amish men throwing dynamite. Yes. Oh, hey, John, did you see what uh, movie the comics and kaijus guys are doing at the end of this month? 
I did not. What are they doing? They are, they are stepping on our toes. They're doing oh. tremors. Oh, fuckers. Wait a minute. Hey, hey wait it's a minute. underground kaiju. Don't argue with them. You can't argue. I'm, not I'm, arguing. Arguing. I'm just trying to figure out when our. Oh, you know, we're not the nay. It's yeah. going to be a completely different take from what we look at it. So it's going yeah. to be interesting okay. to see different viewpoints. Oh, yeah, because they're going to look at it as kaijus. We're going to look at yeah, it I'll as horror. I will be looking forward to hearing that. that and their show is purpose, purposely formatted different than ours. It's almost like somebody's behind the scenes running all these things and making sure mm. that it doesn't happen. Right? Almost. I wonder who. Hmm. So we got our rating, and we were talking about what – well, we mentioned May, but what are we doing next week, gentlemen? Next week is my first pick of the year, a pick that everybody's been telling me I should do because I haven't seen it yet. We are doing The Shining. Oh. Yeah. To which you can pretty much find on every platform. I yeah. have it. I have it nicely. Perfect. It is not on Shutter though. I did check that before uh, we started. A film that Sarah will watch with me because nice. Yeah, she's so general interest. <laughs> Now this is going to be interesting to really hear Chad's take, seeing he's never seen it, but he's seen so had so much pressure to see it. And I feel I like sometimes that could be that could I be. Hope really- next week starts and he's like, TJ, I feel like I feel the same way about this film that I feel about Halloween 2018. And then I'm just like, I love this. I love this life. It could that- be because I've seen the miniseries. This more closely. Oh, that ass! That is so ass. The mini the six hour miniseries. Yeah, I saw like uh, half I of that. that I think I that if, if if I want Chad to hate the movie, because I think that if Chad hates the movie, next episode will be more fun. Oh jeez! <laughs> I okay, actually, yeah, I, see that. I would love my life more if Chad hates The Shining. It's a very good possibility because you guys, everybody's been hyping this movie up for years. I was say some people, I could. He's, I know some people that don't he's like, be like man, this thing's a fucking slow burn. It is. It is definitely it is a slow, slow burn. burn. It is. And I know some people won't even watch it because of how Kubrick treated Duvall throughout the whole thing and shit oh, like he that. He never complete mental breakdown. Literally, he's like, and then when she got to that point, he's like, Chad, perfect. you know what makes so the movie much. instantly better? Hmm. When you're watching it, just remember the snow you see outside is the same snow from Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> is it really? Yes. Same well, sound. That's going to give a whole different meaning to it. <laughs> that's awesome. that's going to help him with his uh, yeah. take on the film. The snow maze is some of the Hoth snow left over. That's rad. <laughs> oh my! God. I mean, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear Chad. Gonna be a, that's going to be a fun episode. It really, well, not yeah. this season, but I'm excited. I hope somebody dresses up. I don't want to. I don't want us to be a doll boy. <laughs> See, I don't have a bear suit. So I, I have mean, an axe. Can I at least bring an axe to the party? I'll bring an axe to the party. <laughs> I should have Sarah dress up in a bear suit, and crawl out from underneath the desk about halfway right. through the episode. Right. <laughs> right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Again, no explanation needed. It's all sexual, sexual innuendo. But yeah, not- <laughs> that bear that. just blowing that dude. Uh, no explanation needed. What's going on there? Wait, what's with this naked old lady? No, <laughs> the shiny. So until next week, guys, when we bring you bears blowing dudes and naked old ladies, this is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, saying, Bye-bye. This is your dark lord of knowledge, Chad Crispin, saying, Stay tuned for next week's The Shinning. The Shinning. Oh, <laughs> you want to get sued? The Simpsons. <laughs>
<laughs> I haven't thought about that in a minute. This That's is so uh, your <laughs> this is your fluffy co-host, Big Johnny D, saying, "See you later, Gorehounds." Uh, this is your kill machine, Bobby and Moan, saying, "We'll kill you next week." <laughs>